This is Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I am here with Artie Alexander from the band Damn Your Eyes. How you doing, sir? Great. How you doing, Sean? Doing well. I'm excited to talk to you because your band and your music is extremely captivating to me for some reason. I'm not trying to butter you up by any means whatsoever, but you guys are touching on a lot of things that I find dear to heart. And one of the things that I did want to ask you about, because you guys have a lot of influences and you guys are kind of pulling from a lot of different areas of musical style and and I hate to use the dreaded word genre, but how do you describe, uh, before we even get into it, how do you describe Damn Your Eyes' music? Uh, yeah, that's a hard question, but you know what? I, we just call it metal. And the reason being is that, uh, you know, I don't like to get caught up in, in all the genres. I don't even know what all the genres are. I don't either. You know, there's so many of them. And then there's like, oh, there's this one, there's that one. It doesn't, it doesn't pew with me. You know, I'm like, uh, I grew up in the listening to late 80s, 90s, early 2000s. You mm-hmm. know, that was like my most influential time of music. And, uh, and the reason that you hear all those influences is because that's the stuff we really like. And we don't write to the stuff that we really like. We just write because that's how we write. Right. So... You know, uh, like you, you'll hear Sabbath stuff in a lot of bands. You'll hear in some of our stuff too, just because you know that influence. Just because it, it's like it's like in our DNA, right. you know, our, our musical DNA. And uh, you know, we we like to keep it on a songwriting simple level uh, because uh, that's the stuff that I really like. I like listening to a lot of like really technical stuff too, but the songs that get stuck in your head and you could sing along to and. Uh, have some uh, meaning. You know, I like songs that it means something different to everybody, you know. And uh, so, you know, I don't really have a formula on, on how I write or what I write about. It just kind of comes to me while I'm writing. Ascension was one of those songs. That's a good way to look at it, too, because I think it's almost like metal bands now. And I'm glad that you used the term metal. Uh, and that really was kind of the reason why I asked that, because there's so many monikers that bands are putting on their particular style or their particular genre. There's that word again, but uh, it's this type of metal or that type of metal or what have you. I'm in the same spot that you are that when I grew up listening to music in the 80s and then from there on out, I just referred to it all as metal because that's what it was called. It wasn't called a bunch of different types of metal. It was just metal. And Yeah, it, like why complicate things? Right. Why overthink it? I mean, it's like you're just you're you're screwing with a really good product. It's like, okay, the music is good. There's something for everybody there. If one band sounds different than the other or has a different, slightly different style or, you know, pulls a different influence from whatever they grew up on or whatever they listen to and well it might not be your cup of tea so you listen to a different band but it was still metal mm-hmm. and, and no one really yeah. kind of got overly worked up about it but now things have changed a lot and people want to be so much of an individual that they kind of shoot themselves in the foot just by trying to put a moniker on it and yeah you can hear those different styles in your guys's music without question in you know, it's it's obvious that you guys are pulling from things that you guys like or that you guys grew up on or that you hold to what you find is your your sweet spot of music that you like. When you look at bands coming out there now, and I mean, this is you guys doing this band, Damn Your Eyes. This is not 
like you guys aren't just starting out. You guys got a wealth of experience behind you too. You guys have a lot of playing time. You guys have been in other bands. You guys have been on the road. You guys have put out music. So this isn't something where you guys are looking to fit within a cookie cutter kind of mentality, what everybody says a metal band should be. You guys already have an established history, established pattern there. Yeah, we, we have a lot of knowledge behind what we do and it's just experience knowledge. So, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a knowledgeable person, you know, but we've had the experiences and stuff. And uh, with those experiences, you know, we, we just all put it into this band. Uh, and, you know, and this is what we came out with. You know, it's kind of like what's going to happen. And, and when you listen to the album, you're like, OK, that's what happened. You know, right. Uh, you know, we're, we're all in on this thing. And uh, it's something that we're really, we're really trying to push. You know, I, we think that, that we have something here that uh, that we could take on the road and we could uh, have a great experience for crowds. When you think about doing that, about, okay, we're of a certain age and we have a certain amount of responsibilities and a certain amount of history behind us, going out on the road and doing this as, you know, you're jumping in with both feet, you're not doing it as, well, I'm just still trying to entertain something that I enjoy. You guys are serious about this. This is not something where you guys are just doing a pickup band. This is the real deal for you guys. Is that daunting at this point in one's life to think, okay, we're going to go ahead and do this again? No. And uh, the reason being is, uh, you know, my life experiences, and I can only speak for me personally, but uh, my life experiences and the things that I've been through in my life, um, you know, I've, I've seen both sides of uh, of it. I've seen, you know, the nightmare life and the life of excess and drugs and, and alcohol. Right. And, uh, you know, I came out the other side of that and I live every day to the fullest. So whatever uh, talent that I have and whatever um, experiences I have, I take that with me. So whatever happens is going to happen with this band. You know, we said that from the get-go. We're going to do stuff, and either people are going to like it or they're not. Right. And we're okay with either, yeah. you know, because we're, we're enjoying ourselves doing it. Um, but as, as a band business, you know, of course, you want to see it uh, take on a yeah. life of its own. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and be able to do this where, you know, maybe we could quit our nine-to-fives and and become musicians i always i always think like i wonder what what happened if i could just write all day <laughs> right you know, when i had my free time you know i i do i write i have you know i'm married i have three kids i have a job uh i have other responsibilities and um so i'm juggling all these things all at once and, and trying to be a part of running this band and uh you know so we really look at it like uh whatever happens is going to happen uh, we've had a lot of really good help. We've had a lot of really good experiences so far with this band. We've had a, a lot of really good feedback. So uh, I think we're pointed in the right direction. And hopefully that day will come where something clicks and we find ourselves in a position where we could really be successful with this and uh, and get to do the thing that we've always wanted to do with our lives. I like that because the way that you describe it is so genuinely open and, and I think a lot of people kind of get, when they get into bands and they look at it, okay, we need to do this and we need to do that and uh, we need to fit this particular formula and we need to play to this particular style so we can get this particular reaction and get this particular push and, and so on. And so people overthink the hell out of it and they kind of forget really what the true root of it is and that is to create good art and to have a good time doing it. And if it works, great. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, 
well, you try something else. You know, you just kind of roll with the punches. And it's great to see that you guys are are taking that kind of attitude about it because, you know, people really do kind of get caught up in the wash of it and of the machine. And it almost it's it's counterproductive to the quality of the music. Like you said, you've been around the block a few times. You've been on both sides of it. Obviously, that's something that, you know, you guys don't want to fall in the trap of. Uh, and you guys are trying to think about, you know, hey, if it works, great. If it doesn't, great. You know, big deal, whatever. We'll we'll keep plugging away. That lends to the music. And you can hear that. Listening to the songs myself, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, for this particular type of music, particular style, and obviously the influences that are there, people can become a little too self-involved in that particular creation of that style of music, and they lose the energy of it. And you guys haven't, that hasn't happened to you. It doesn't seem like that's that's taken effect. You guys are really doing something completely organic, and, uh, you know, that's amazing. That's, that's uh, you know, you don't see a lot of that anymore. Well, thank you. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good compliment. Uh, you know, I, it's so it's so weird trying to describe how things happen, you know, because uh, I don't even know how they happen. It just did. So it's it's just it's just I I tool around with some or Odie tools around with some riffs and and uh, you just feel it. And if it feels right, you 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 record that riff and you keep it, and then you know next thing you know you got a, a bunch of riffs that work together and you put them together and. You know, it's not a really thought out process. It's not. It's really just a simple thing that we do. And I don't know, maybe it's just, you know, uh, we have the the ability or whatever. You know, some people have it, some people don't. But we don't even think of it that way. Uh, We just do what we do. I I know how to play guitar. I couldn't teach you how to play guitar. I don't know how to tell you how to play guitar. I don't know how to read music. Uh, Never have, but I could play it. It's just there for you. It's just there. I grew up in a musical family. My dad played trumpet and and guitar, and uh, my sister played. My brother-in-law is, is still an incredible guitar player, and he just noodles around with it. He doesn't do anything professionally, you know. And so I grew up with it, and I always had that bug, and I always liked the bands and stuff. And uh, you know, and then a girl came to live in our house. We ended up adopting her, but she brought in Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, and, and my whole world changed. You know, she corrupted you. And I was like, <laughs> "What is going on here?" You know, like. <laughs> Something, something's happening to myself. You, know, <laughs> to my soul. you were corrupted <laughs> right there. You were completely corrupted. Yeah. I don't know if it was a corruption. I think it was a blessing, man. Uh, you know, uh, it changed everything for me. And then it just grew from there. You know, I went to the D.O. and Iron Maiden. My cousin came to hang out one summer from Michigan. He brought all that stuff with him. And I'm listening to ACDC. And then, you know, I hear Metallica for the first time. And they're like, what is this? <laughs> you know? And, you know, and, and then you're, the next thing you know, you're, and Slayer, and you listen to all the stuff, you know, and Alice in Chains came out, and then, uh, well, then Pantera came out, yeah. and just changed the game completely for me. That was like my, oh my God, what are these guys doing? You know, this is amazing. Yeah. It was so tight. Uh, you know, they, they, they let you, almost like you got to know them and their home videos and their whole, like, it just, everything changed. And, and uh, next thing you know, you know, you're, you're you know, you're 44 years old, and <laughs> you, you have... You have a band that's working for you, you know? Yeah. It's just weird how things happen. It's like you're a young person and you're enjoying it and you're taking full advantage of what you're experiencing for the music and it's becoming your world. And then all of a sudden you close your eyes uh, to go to sleep one night and you wake up and then you're a so-called adult at that point, which your younger self would have been like, oh, that guy, no, don't pay any attention to that guy. And all of a sudden you're there. 
and you're still yeah. doing it. And it shows that it becomes part of you. It gets ingrained into your personality, into your psyche, into your soul. And it's really kind of a magical thing when it happens, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> I walked away from music for, for years. You know, there was a time where it was sort of like nothing was working. I, I couldn't find people to play with. I was more interested in hanging out and partying and, you know, uh, doing nothing with my life, you right. know, at one point. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, once I once I knocked all that stuff out and I, I decided it was time to grow up, that bug, like, never left me, you right. know? So next thing I know, I'm just writing and writing, and every day I was just writing stuff and, and, and playing and, and, you know, thanking God or whoever is up there that, that I still had the ability to do some of the stuff. And, and then I was, and I was better than I ever was before. You know, I was looking at, I was hearing music differently. I was feeling it differently. And uh, that's when it was like, you know, eh, maybe I should do something with this. Right. And it took a long time to get it up and running. Yeah, you know, it really did. For we couldn't find people forever, and um, you know, I, I went off and done other projects, and I did this and that, and finally, it, it just kind of all. I never stopped. I said, I'm never going to stop until I get something for this, you know. And then next thing you know, I, I got a full band, and we're uh, we're recording, and we're playing shows, and we're having a lot of fun, and uh, you know, uh, you come up with something that. that that's good. Dicks. You find yourself in a position where you're where you're talking to some guy in Boston on the phone <laughs> about how it'll happen when you really don't have no idea. You know what? No, I, and I truly appreciate that because we all find ourselves in that position in life where things just seem to make sense. And sometimes it takes a certain amount of life lived before that happens. And I think it's great being a parent and being married and having responsibilities. You probably have much more appreciation for being in a band and playing music than it did when you were a kid. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, you appreciate it more. Because, yeah, you're pretty, yeah, yeah. You, your time is very limited, and uh, and uh, to get, to even get to do this is amazing to me. I never thought I'd be where I am today in anything in my life. You know, and uh, you know, just that one day at a time, to one foot in front of the other, and next thing you know, you're a homeowner, you have a family, and <laughs> uh, and then you know, and it's it's like that with music too. You're you're absolutely right. Um, if I would have had success when I was younger, it might have been disastrous for me. Right. You know, uh, I think everything happens for a reason. We're in the spot we're in. You know, we, we put in a lot of hard work, uh, and, we, and we had to put in the work to do it. But those experiences that we took with us and the things that we learned um, put us right where we belong. Yeah. Whether it's if nobody buys our album or if a million people buy our album, we're right where we belong right now. So we're just going to keep pushing ahead and, uh, you know, and see where it takes us, man. It, you know, you got to enjoy the journey. Of course. Yeah. If, you, if you don't enjoy the journey, then really kind of what in the hell's the point of doing it? Yeah. Then it kind of loses its interest to a lot of people. Let's kind of switch gears a little bit. Now, you have the albums coming out, um, Kill the Outside, and it's coming out on August 2nd, correct? Yes. You have a song on here that you, you've already released it as a single called Ascension. You mentioned it earlier when we first started talking. I find this song very interesting. Musically, obviously, I, I, I like it a lot. It's what you guys are saying in it. This is not just random words being thrown together with an aggressive, you know, backbone to it. You guys have something to say in this, and there's some pretty heavy conversation that's going on in this song, and it's really kind of pertinent to what's going on in the world around us right now, isn't it? Uh, I think so. I, I think it's it's definitely relatable yes. to, uh, to what's going on currently. Uh, and the song was written, you know, uh, years ago with the lyrics. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's... 
I don't know. We're, we're in a weird, weird state uh, in this country, you know? We Things are, have gotten a little um, strange in, in the United States, or in the world in general, in a bigger picture, but directly here in our country, yeah, things have gotten a little weird, politically, socially, stuff like that. And and you guys kind of touch upon some of this stuff in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was a little uh, ticked off uh, when I wrote it. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it, it, it really, really depends on what freedom means to you. Right. You know, I, I I grew up, you know, understanding the country as, as the, the way it is, and and we have a constitution, and we have, you know, we have laws, we have we have all, all these things going on, and it just seems like, you know, when someone on a whim or somebody's offended or something, uh, you know, somebody passes the buck to somebody else, yep. and they start changing the laws on us because you know special interest groups or. Um, listen, everybody's walking on eggshells these days. You know, you can't say anything without somebody being offended about something. And uh, that's not even on top of that. It's it's what's going on in the government, you know. And I, listen, I'm not a I'm not a big government buff, and you know, like I'm I'm not. Uh, it doesn't consume me. Right. But it's it's definitely terrifying that uh, some of these things are going on. I don't think that anybody in Washington is working for us. I don't think there's one person there that it's actually like, you know, we have to do this for the American people. I think everybody has their own agendas. And uh, I think it's just become so corrupted and the money's going where and, and uh, you know, everything just keeps going up. The cost of living's going up. Everything's going up. And uh, where is it all going? You know, uh, I know they're spending millions of dollars on investigations, you know, and then investigations on investigations. And it's like, it's just frightening. You know, I, it I, is. Like you said, I don't, I don't follow it all, but I just know that something's terribly wrong, you know, and uh, that's kind of why I wrote that. And I, and I used phrases from, uh, you know, different things that, you know, historical sayings and phrases and songs and um, uh, just, just to kind of get my point across about it. You know? I'm going to describe a, a scenario that when I was a kid um, that I used to see daily and it was my dad coming home from work and... Regardless of whatever I was watching on TV, the channel got changed and the news came yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, I could have been watching, you know, the show for like two hours and my dad would come in and he'd get done work and he'd clean himself up after, you know, he had a he had a physical work with your hands kind of job. Uh-huh. And he'd come in and he'd get cleaned up from, from the day and whatever. And he'd come into the living room and I, I was very young and, and the TV channel got changed just there was no question about it that it was happening whether i liked it or not and it was always to the news and it seemed like when my my dad would watch the news he would have a better understanding about what was going on in the world he would voice a couple opinions he would kind of that gruff kind of you know naysaying kind of comment whatever oh they don't know what they're doing and oh they're screwing the country up and stuff like that but he seemed to have kind of an understanding about what was going on and of course i'm a kid i don't know now as yeah. an adult being in the same position that he was in at the time, I, w- I find myself watching the news, which is ironic that we end up doing exactly what our parents did. But I have no idea what in the hell's going on now. I'm more confused after I watched the news than I was prior to watching the news. Uh, I'm I'm confused enough as it is, so I, <laughs> I I avoid the news at all costs. I don't I don't watch any of it. Uh, probably I don't best. Believe anything? I don't. Uh, you know, I'm I'm. Uh, it's. There's a there's a thousand news channels and yep. each one of them is trying to tell you something you know, or sell you something. Yep. And um, and to me it's 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 toxic and it's poison. You know. So why am I going to sit there and listen to this guy? You know, 
you know, one person saying the president's destroying the country, the other one saying he's doing great things. And then, right. you know, it's just, who do you believe anymore? You know, and, and you know, it's funny. I, I know a news personality. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. Okay. But this person says that, you know, let's say Fox News, you know, the people that are on Fox News talking about the, the thing, they don't even believe it. You know, they're they're just reading from the teleprompters. They don't have those political beliefs. So, you know, who's writing this stuff? You know, who's putting all this crap in our heads? And uh, <laughs> so I, I try to live a really simple life. And uh, uh, so the news has no part in it, you know, whatsoever. So thinking about it as an artist being in a band and creating art with a message in it, if you feel that you have enough of an audience, do you feel kind of compelled or, or maybe almost obligated to say something in your music about what you think's going on in the world? Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because I've had a conversation with other artists in the past prior to our most recent election and said, do you think rock stars should be involved in politics? And the conversation went took a hard left real quick and brought out some very honest opinions about how certain artists out there that have a large following are voicing their opinions. And is that viable? Do you think that for you that um, you have an obligation to say something? Or do you think that maybe your opinion doesn't necessarily matter as much and you shouldn't necessarily be influencing people? Uh, I have an obligation to put food on the table. And <laughs> I think, you know, and pay, and pay my bills and right. keep the lights on. I think that's as far as my obligations go. Okay. Uh, as far as feeling that uh, I, I, you know, uh, I, I guess if you, if you have that fan base, you might feel that way, or right. artists are compelled to feel that way to uh, you know uh, to go that route. But uh, absolutely not. Um, yeah. I tend to make fun more of situations and to be sarcastic about things than uh, than I'm trying to change. I, I don't try to change anybody's mind about anything. Right. You know, uh, you know, I believe in freedom of thought. You know, too. Yeah. So, um, so you know. If something's bothering me, I'll write about it. And if I write about something, you may be hearing something else when you listen to it. And that's the beauty of music. You, right. you know, there's so many songs that I listen to thinking it was about something and finding out later on that it was about something else, and it would ruin it for me. Yeah. You know, and um, so I don't feel an obligation at all. I, I feel an obligation to, to stay true to, to what we're doing and to uh, just come across as honestly as I can uh, about about the situation of the song or... Or uh, if I'm having fun with it, you know, I want it to be fun. If I'm if I'm deep in thought, I want it to be deep in thought, you know. And then anybody else can take that song and make it their own and apply it to their life. You know, songs plug into people's lives. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hear a song and I go, oh, man, that makes me think of this. And I plug that right into that, that missing outlet. And that's, that's where it belongs now, you know. So uh, I, I think that people uh, find themselves to be way more important than they are. And... Um, think that their opinions are going to change things. You know, starting discussions is one thing, starting arguments is another thing, you know. Very true. And I think a lot of people uh, like to start arguments because uh, it keeps them vile, like, you know, it keeps them in the, in the spotlight, you right. know, um, controversy and talking, and a lot of people sell albums that way. And I, I you know, let's have a conversation. I don't want to have an argument. Uh, nothing's really worth arguing over when it comes to what's going on, because I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think people are as informed as they think they are. <laughs> True. So what are we really, what are we really even arguing about? <laughs> you know, you know uh, I know that half the time, if I get involved in anything like that 
within 20 seconds, I'm like, what am I even doing? I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, you know, I, I avoid all that stuff, man. You know, like, I, does it have a place in music? I guess it does for some people, you know. Uh, who am I to say that it doesn't? I don't, I don't know too much about how other people should be living their lives or what they should be doing. You know, I just, I just know that uh, I have a... I have a model for my own, and that's, and that's where the freedom comes in. I get to be myself, and I get to think my own thoughts, and I get to do my own things as long as I'm not hurting other people, you know. Uh, and, and, and that's even a touchy subject, too. Yeah. Uh, people get so hurt feelings-wise, and they think that that's um, an excuse enough to want to wanna change things or want to – I mean, I, 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 I believe in civil rights. I believe that all men are created equal. I believe, you know uh, – and all that stuff, but I, I I don't believe in you know I I find that offensive. You're not allowed to say that anymore. So that's I, I kind of really touch on that on the song through yeah. all. You know it's 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 gotten it's gotten to a point where it's really ridiculous. You know and there's all these smoke and mirrors and um, you know people are delusional and uh, you know some people are just mean spirited. But you know you're allowed to be mean. <laughs> you're allowed it's, to be. It's unfortunate, but yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, everybody has that emotion anyway. It's an, it's a normal emotion for any person to feel anger or aggression or whatever. It's it's how they kind of represent it or how they use it is kind of where things kind of fall apart. Uh, but it's a normal emotion for people. So when you see somebody get frustrated or get upset or get angry, you know, you can't blame them for being human. Um, and sometimes they're not going to say the thing that's going to make you feel all happy flowers and butterflies and stuff like that. It might piss you off too. And But that is their right. They do have a right to say what they think. I have a tendency to, you know, for me, I want to make sure that I try to do a good job which I assume that you also feel the same way. You want to create good music, just like I want to have a, a good podcast. And, you know, if people can take what they want from it. Other than that, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to, you know, create a riot. Uh, I'm just trying to have real conversations with people, just like you're trying to make a good song and connect with people musically. Yeah, yeah. Listen, life is too short to go around being upset about everything all the time anyway. But, <laughs> True. Uh, it really is, you know. I, and, and listen, I lived I, I lived in that time, and I, I was young and dumb and, and had, you know, uh, very strong opinions about nothing, you know. And um, it's just it's a vicious cycle, you know. For me personally, uh, I try to be nice to everybody I come in contact with. Uh, if you're not nice to me, I don't come in contact with you anymore. Right. I avoid you, you know. Uh, I don't have to change the hearts and minds and souls of the people that I, that I go around by telling them what they should be thinking or feeling, you know. I just live my life the way that I feel is the right way. And uh, am I wrong sometimes? No doubt about it. You know, uh, am I am I aggressive sometimes? Sure. Am I, you know, I'm a person. So I have all those things going on in my life. But at the end of the day, you know, when you, you know, when I get in bed now, I'm not, I'm not upset with myself like I used to be. Right. You know, I'm not ashamed of my actions. I'm not ashamed of what I said to people. Um, and that's all that matters to me. You know, if, if my behavior and attitudes help people, that's great. You know, uh, but I'm trying to leave... You know, I, I'm not trying to make waves. I'm not trying to do anything like that because, uh, you know, I don't, maybe I'm just too tired to fight. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that sounds you know, like just, a parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, you know, okay. Uh, you, you hate the president? Okay, great. Oh, you love the president? Okay, great. You know, I really don't care. And that I think that's kind of my thing is I, I don't really care that much about too much. You know, I, I do I do worry about 
um, a country and, and our rights and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, I don't wake up in the morning thinking about it. You know, uh, you know, it doesn't consume me. I don't let things consume me. I just, you know, as a person, I go and do my job every day. You know, as a parent, I, I try to do my best with the kids. And, and, and as a husband, I try to do my best. Uh, I'm definitely not the best at it. Uh, but but I'm trying, you know, and I think that's the most important thing. I'm trying to do the right thing. So, and then we, that's how we learn and that's how we get our experiences. And then some of that stuff I get to turn into music, you know? You know, it's, it's awesome, Artie, the way that you describe it. You uh, personally, your life, your, your attitude about things. And when you listen to your music, you listen to songs like Ascension and you think about Kill the Outside as a whole, as an album. You can see that you guys are, one of the most important things that any person that listens to your guys' music can take out of it is that it is 100% genuine, 100% real. It's just who you guys are. And you're not trying to, you're not trying to blow smoke up anybody's ass. You're not trying to fit to a particular click formula. You guys are just out there to make good music, enjoy what you do, and hopefully, uh, you know, you can quit your nine to five by it. That's, that's it, man. That's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a basic formula. You know, the whole album, it's got its ebb and flows, you know, uh, not everything's super heavy. Yeah. Uh, we have we have songs with harmonies in it. We have songs with, uh, you know, we have an acoustic song called Slower. We have, you know, I, you know, I, I get to make fun of people in a couple songs, you know, <laughs> it's fun to do. You know, yes. and and it gets it off your chest. Sometimes, you know, sometimes carrying resentments around or, or whatever is no good for you. So music's a great outlet for that, you know. And the best thing about having an issue with another human being is nine times out of ten, somebody else has had an issue just like that in their lives. So they can relate, you know. And, um, you know, it's, I, think, I think we're a relatable band. I think that, you know, because we talk about everyday life and we talk about the, the basics of it, you know, uh, that, that it's more it's more relatable to people. Uh, I don't write that way. It's just the way that I write, and it seems to come across that way. And, uh, you know, we like like uh, Munzee said, you know, we're, we're not trying to sound like anybody else. We're not trying to do anything, and that's what makes us unique, and that's what makes us have our own sound. And, uh, you know, we, we like to go all over the map. We don't want to be pigeonholed as, you know, uh, like we talked before about genres, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, we just are who we are, and... And that's what we're good at. So that's what we're going to do. You know, you got to stick with what you know. And uh, that's what we're doing. And we're excited. You know, we're excited. Yeah. We get a lot of good feedback. And, uh, you know, we might have something here. We say that some, once in a while. Yeah, we might have a band here, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, I mean, you know, every band out there playing thinks that they have a good band. Right. And we happen to be one of them that thinks that they have a good band. Yeah. So uh, what it all comes down to uh, outside of just enjoying playing and getting together with you guys and doing that kind of stuff, you know, uh, it, it's really up to the listener. You know, people are going to listen to this and say, I like this. I want to listen to this again. Or they're going to say, you know, it, it's okay. I could, I could take it once in a while. Or they're going to say, not my thing. You know, so, you know, we're, we're hoping that a lot of people like it. Uh, and it's not just like success stuff. It's, it's that... You know, getting out on stage in front of people and having them know their, you know, your songs, seeing that with other bands, it's like, oh man, that'd be great. Wouldn't it be great if somebody was singing back to us? You know? Yeah. And uh, you know, Dave Grohl said it. You know, it's like the best thing about his job is he gets to sing a song about something to eighty thousand people, and eighty thousand people sing it back for eighty thousand different reasons. Yeah. You know? So you know, I always tell the guys joking around. You know, 
I, I want to be the Tom Petty of metal. You know, <laughs> I, I want us to have those good songs. I, I went to a Tom Petty concert. I had never owned an album, and he played for two hours, and I knew every song. Yeah. You know, you know, just it, it, I was amazed when I left. I'm like, how do I know all that work? And I never had an album. He was just, he was good. You know, so we like, you know, hopefully people relate to us, and you know, we love to get on the road. We love to meet people. We love to play with cool bands and uh, and have those experiences. And uh, you know, that's that's our next step. You know, we're looking for a good booking agent, and hopefully, you know, the, the press that we've been getting so far will put us in that position where we could take that next step and see where that leads us. You answered the question for me because I was going to ask. You have a couple of shows coming up in the New York area, but mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about future plans for touring. So really it kind of comes down to getting all the particular pieces in place so you can actually make that logistically happen for down the road. So uh, I'd love to see you guys come up here to Boston sometime and play. I think it would work out really well. And uh, I I think we'd love to. I think we would show you guys a pretty good time. We might send you home with a limp, but other than that, you'd probably be okay. That's okay. Last time I was in Boston, I came home with a limp. (laughs) I think that's far for the course. (laughs) A little bit younger back then, but yeah, we, you know, listen, we're baby steps here. Uh, We're looking to, you know, start getting up and down the coast. The hardest thing about being a new band that doesn't have the contacts is getting the contacts and getting the booking agents and the people that will put you on the shows. Right. Uh, We're willing to to go the mile, you know, um, to see that happen. You guys are single and ready to mingle, so they say. You guys are ready to get up there. Don't tell my wife. I won't tell your wife. Nothing. Just don't, yeah, don't, don't, let, don't let her know. Don't let her know when the podcast is up, so we, we can. She doesn't have to hear that part. Artie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, very excited about for the album "Kill the Outside" coming out August second, and people can get that from any of. Uh, there's links on you guys' socials. Where can they buy it? Uh, where can they download it? Where can they stream it? How, how does uh, where you guys? I believe that uh, it's going to be on everything except Amazon Music. I'm not too sure, but I think we're going to try to rectify that. Okay. So iTunes, uh, Spotify, all all those outlets, and uh, you know we have we have a web page which is www.damnyoureyesband.com, and you could you could go on there, and we just we just ordered a bunch of merch, and uh, you know we're 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 taking it as it comes. So um, you know they could go on those sites and check it out. There's some music on those sites too. Our uh, EP that came out last year, uh, which is a three song EP that we tested the waters with. That's been out for a year. That's on all the outlets, too. It's even on YouTube, uh, if you wanted to listen to it. They can find you anywhere. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and during the week, I'm uh, I'm at 217 57th Street in Manhattan, uh, high-rise. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Artie, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time to tell us everything about Damn Your Eyes, the new music, the new mantra for where you guys want to go, and about Artie himself. Well, listen, Sean, thank you for having me on. It's, it's an honor. It really is. And uh, and thank you for, you know, it seems like you get it, you know, when it comes to Damn Your Eyes, and that's pretty cool to hear that. So, yeah, thank you. Very good. We'll see you soon, and uh, we'll get you up here to Boston sometime. That would be amazing. Just let me know. You know where to find me. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.